In the name of the Father and Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. As you guys know, toward the end of the year, the Gospels all talk about the end of time. Just gonna maybe try to explain to you gonna what's happening before we start. The structure of the Israel Temple was one of the greatest at the time of, of our Lord Jesus Christ. So the disciples were coming and looking at this really fancy building. Imagine that they are in Manhattan or in Dubai and looking at the biggest building in the world. And every stone in that building was so big that people wondered how they carried. But then our Lord Jesus Christ was telling them that at the end of times, just like that temple will be destroyed very soon after the death, after the ascension of our Lord Jesus Christ in the year of 70, the temple was destroyed. He's telling them also what will happen around the time of destruction of that temple will happen around the end of the world. That stone, every single stone that you see, every fancy thing that you depend on will be broken into pieces. Nothing that your eyes will see that you can trust in will continue to cease. This is basically what God is telling them at the foundation. Today, our Lord is sending three messages to all of us to prepare. All of us to prepare. The first one that I would like to spend some time on is our Lord is saying, be careful. Why is he saying be careful? He's saying be careful because people will claim to speak in a Christian voice, but they will not be speaking in my voice. Be careful because people's morals and standards will be changed and they will not be my standards. They will not be my standards. I want you to be careful. I remember, I remember a long time ago when we moved to America, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. I remember I was giving a Sunday school lesson and I remember this very clearly. I was very worried about the children. I said, in America, we have an easy life because Christianity is accepted and all the principles are celebrated. So the kids are growing in an easy way to live. Fifteen years later, this is not the case anymore. This is not the case anymore. Morals are changing significantly. I want to read a passage to you quickly from um, a guy, his name is Aldous Huxley in his book, Ends and Means. He's an atheist. See what he says. He says, the, libera the liberation we desired was simultaneously liberation from certain political and economical system and liberation from certain system of morality. We objected to morality because it interfered with our sexual freedom. We objected to political and economic system because it was unjust. The supporters of these systems claimed in the some way that they are embodying the meaning of the Christian world. They, they was, there was an admirably simple method of confuting these people and at the same time justifying ourselves in our political and erotic revolt that we would deny the world had any meaning whatsoever. As an atheist man, he was saying that we wanted to have sexual freedom. We wanted to live the way of the life that we want to live. And he was saying that the only way we could do this is to convince people that life 
had no meaning whatsoever. Morals and ethics are changing. And part of the scripture was a bit scary. I don't like to focus on it, but I'm going to tell you just a glimpse of it. Our Lord told them, when you see the abomination of the desolation. If you guys remember in the time of Daniel, the abomination of desolation was people came and disrespected the church itself. They disrespected the temple of God itself. And I'm not really sure every time I read this passage, I'm not sure does that mean people in the church will also misrepresent the Christian morals or not. But we see this happening even from other Christian communities that are accepting unchristian views. So God is saying, you need to know my voice. Because if you don't know it, somebody will come and tell you, look, this is Christian. Look, this is right. Look, this is wrong. And you run and you don't know what's right and what's wrong. This is a serious problem that God is asking us to consider, especially at the end of time. Don't be confused. The voice of God is clear inside our hearts. Inside those who seek him. Inside those who seek him. And the second thing that God is saying, he's saying also be ready. You guys will see some of the signs that our Lord Jesus Christ gave at the end of time. He said the sun will be darkened. They'll be like shaking and all these things. If you look at all the signs that our Lord is giving, you'll find it very similar to what happens in Matthew at the hour of the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Six hours to the ninth hour, there were darkness. The sun gave its light. The, the, the rocks split. And then our Lord Jesus Christ cried out and said, Uloui, Uloui, lima shabaktani. And this is the first coming when our Lord Jesus Christ himself took our judgment on our behalf. The second coming, however, we are taking our judgment, our own judgment. But that's why God is saying, watch, be careful. I was just telling them a story yesterday that yani, I really liked. If you guys know, of course, of Abuna Fanus and Babula, he was known to be a very holy man, a person whose eyes was open to heaven. And people used to come visit him. Buses would come in lines, one after the other, take his blessing. Abuna, please pray for this. Abuna, please pray for this. Abuna, please pray for this. And then he would, you know, whatever he says, he always acted kida, he's, as if he's not in the room. Yeah. But then one person asked him something in his ears, whispered something in his ears, and all of a sudden, Abuna Fanus turned, and he started having conversation with him. But then somebody asked that person, told him, what did you tell him? What did you ask? So apparently everybody in the line going to Abuna asking, Abuna, should I, should I have this job? Should I not have this job? Somebody, should I marry this girl? Should I not marry this girl? Should I, have, I want to have children. Can you pray for, because I, my wife is sick? Can I pray because I have this? Can I pray for this job? Everybody's doing this. This person came to him and told him, how can I enter heaven? And then Abuna turned aside and started to have a conversation with one person in the midst of thousands. 
came to ask the right question. God is saying, be ready. There is judgment day. And contrary, even though we don't like to talk about this, contrary to what people say, there are heaven and hell. There's heaven and hell. And I'll share with you a small story where I was talking to somebody, yani, their eyes was open, were open to heaven, and I asked them, have you ever seen hell before? And they shared with me that somebody that lived, lived on earth that was far away from God and died, and they prayed much to know where they are. And this person who was kidda, their, their eyes are open, they told me when God showed me where they were in an undesirable place, I couldn't take it. And as this person was saying the story, I've never seen them weep, but as they say the story, they started weeping. Just remembering what they have seen in hell. We do not want anybody to perish. We do not want anybody to perish. But we, God is telling us, be careful, because there is judgment. The last thing that God is saying He's saying, as you're watching and as you're waiting for me, I want you to, to look forward to the promises and what's coming. Our Lord used the parable of the fig tree. Because at Israel at that time, there were, many, there were not many trees that will lose its leaves in the winter. Okay? So the fig tree was a, was a unique tree at that time. And they were able to use it to another season. So he's telling them, look at the fig tree. Just like after winter, there comes a spring and summer, also after all this darkness, and after all these difficulties that we live in, there will be an eternal summer that's coming, an eternal joy that's coming. That's why he was telling his followers to look at the victory and see what will happen. I, I'll conclude with the story. I remember this last December, I met an elder monk. He's considered to be the eldest of all the monks in Egypt, he's almost 100 years, and he lives in a cave outside, in the monastery was outside. And no matter, yani his, leg, his leg broke, but then he likes to go back to his little cave to spend his time in there. And when I spend time with him, he is the most joyful person I've ever seen in my whole entire life. I left, lifted up from his joy. And, and all the time he talks about our Lord Jesus as if he lives with him. He kept even singing songs in the middle, praising God. Uh, I made up a song in English for the Americans. Jesus, Jesus, I love you all day, every day. His whole, his whole day was just praising God. We are waiting for the eternal spring. Even though there are warning, even though there is judgment, even though God is asking us to be careful and to be ready, we are still waiting for that what eternal spring. May God give us today as we stand in the liturgy, all of us to lift up our hearts and to wait for him and to hear his voice.